Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. If you're a new listener, I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. I am passionate about expanding beyond the diet, exercise, and medicine approach to the body and really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I am thrilled that this episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, something that has been very transformative and liberating for my own life. It is an online education and meditation practice for awakening and energizing your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. You can go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free, enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials, which talks about some of my favorite healing tools. And I have a new video class, Radical Radiant Growth, and you can get that there too. So also please like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is called Insights of Meditation and Awareness with Debbie Sodergren. Clients hire Debbie to cultivate their mindset, reduce stress, and raise their energy vibration to create the success they desire in their life. Debbie is an author, speaker, and CEO of Up Vibrations LLC, offering services to clients who are stressed out, overwhelmed, and don't know what to do next. She provides energy work and education on how to craft and execute a powerful strategic plan of well-being using energetic tools such as Reiki, chakra clearing, breath work, meditation, and more. Debbie offers alternative approaches to traditional healing modalities so that you can keep your energy level high, stay plugged into your passion, and increase your impact. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to meet you and connect with you today. I'm excited to hear more about your book and the kind of work you do with your clients. So will you start by just kind of sharing a bit about your personal story? What what brought you to this point where you're helping others with healing? Oh, sure. Thank you. It really, I mean... Goodness gracious, it really started back when I was four years old. Um, I was having a kindergarten physical and I had had a a weird heart sound. So they sent me to a a specialist, a cardiologist, and they found that um, everybody is born with a hole in their heart and mine did not close up. So Mm -hmm. I needed open heart surgery. And um, at the time, the cardiologist was like my parents' age, so they were a little skeptical about this young doctor working on their little girl, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up having open-heart surgery, and after the first surgery, my mom came in, my mom and dad came in to see me, and they noticed that my color was off, and they mentioned it to the doctor, and after further observation, they realized I'm going to need a second surgery, but mm-hmm. I was so little and so young I'd already came out of an eight-hour surgery. They weren't sure even if I was going to make it. So Mm. um, it was during that second surgery that I had an out-of-body experience, and I brought that back with me. 
And I remember it like it was yesterday. I've been studying at Amherst with Dr. Norton Berkowitz. um, And I've been a part of Dr. Raymond Moody's IONS groups. Uh, So that was a piece of it in the beginning that connected me to I'm a spiritual being having this human experience. And I never had the language around it until obviously I was an adult. Mm. But for me, I always felt like... um, I had something to do I had while I was here and I really never found the skill set or the tool set for I never really like fit in per se. So growing up in high school I was always hanging out with the jocks or the people in the smoking area or I would as part of drama club. I I kind of like was a social butterfly and visited with everybody. Mm-hmm. And as that decision came to go to college, the closest thing that I could really find that was applicable to my interest was um, psychology. So I did um, go to school for some psychology classes. um, And then I went into the travel field because that's what I was really passionate about. I love to travel. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, I just really made decisions in my life. Like I thought about something that I wanted and I attached a lot of emotion to it. And I was able to actually like create my dreams. And it wasn't until when um, I was married and I had my dream job of being an at-home mom. I gave up my marketing career um, and I had my dream job of being an at-home mom because both my parents worked full-time and we had my, you know, I'm one of four children. My dad had asthma, my sister has asthma, my brother has asthma, mm-hmm. and then I had open heart surgery. So, you know, both my parents worked full time and I didn't have the luxury of having my mom home um, or a parent home. And so that was my dream. And when my husband and I decided to have a family, um, we talked about it and we decided that um, he had the better income potential further out in our, in our lives. And so I chose to stay home. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't know was it was a, the hardest job I've ever done. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) And, um, I didn't really know it. Like I I thought, wow, I'm so blessed. You know, I always counted how much gratitude I had Mm -hmm. in my life, but it didn't really dawn on me until, um, you know, my husband's an airline pilot. So he would go out for four or five days and then come home. And while he was gone, I was 24 seven with three kids. Mm-hmm. And right. He came home from a trip at one point and, um, and I, apparently I had been yelling and I didn't realize it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was just, you know, in my doing my thing, cause I'm very, I'm an organizer. I'm very good at being organized and I ran the household. So I called myself a manager of domestic affairs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like a corporate thing. I came from corporate and everything I listed, like I know how to run a household. Like I'm, I keep people's schedules going. I mm-hmm. make sure that things are in the home that need to be like, you know, the whole thing. And so I just think in our society, it goes without a lot of um, accolades. And so at one point, he had come home from his trip and he was like, hey, babe, why are you so angry all the time? And my response was, I'm not angry all the time. Mm. (laughs) And so after I responded like that, I really sat back and thought, wow, I really need to look at this. 
And um, I was blessed enough that he gave me the opportunity to start exploring. And I um, was invited to go see uh, a monk called Titnat Han speak at Dartmouth University. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got there and I was sitting in the back of the room and I was just kind of contemplating things. Um, I was happy to be there and the room was silent and they must have been like in a meditative state. And so I joined in and a little bit in, um, he got up um, off his cushion and he came up toward the front of the stage and he came over to the corner of the stage where I was sitting way in the back of the room. I mean, way in the back by the door on the floor. Mm -hmm. And um, he just gently started saying, be thankful for the warm water to wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. Be thankful for the children. Be thankful for the clothing you have for the children. And he started listing all these very simple things. It was like he was talking to me Mm -hmm. and the tears just rolled down my face. And I thought, I really need to get a handle on this. And um, from that point, I had enrolled in a school called the New England School of Metaphysics. I went there for six years. I took everything they had to offer. They graduated me and blessed me and said, go, go on and do other things. And um, from that point, I wrote my book called Just Be, Your Path to Meditation and Awareness. And mm-hmm. when my youngest child went out to college, um, that's when I decided to really get a book published. And um, in the process of raising the kids, I would teach classes on meditation and awareness and what awareness is. And um, I would do it through community adult ed centers. Uh, and I love adult students. They are such great learners because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. And it was a great opportunity for me because I wanted to be home with my children. And at night when they were old enough, um, I could leave them and go teach a class and then come home. So that's kind of um, in a really quick nutshell how I got going with uh, teaching about meditation and awareness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I do want to just, men, you know, I'm curious about your thoughts on on anger, you know, because that's something that was an aha for me. I just, I was realizing I was just holding so much in and then like, it was just like bubbling up in me. But I've, I've had the sense like, I don't believe in anger management. I kind of feel like we can heal, heal mm-hmm. anger and kind of heal. And, um, you know, over time on our journey, the energetic, um, power of those real intense emotions kind of dissipate. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, on kind of emotional healing and the anger you are feeling? Well, I love the fact that your emotions are a feedback system to the experiences that you're having. And so for me, anger represented the, the lack of having a voice around my needs I was so busy taking care of everybody else, making sure everything ran flawlessly, making sure that um, the expectations of me were met, that I didn't, I wasn't participating in any self-care. And Mm -hmm. what that meant for me was I was depleted. I was absolutely depleted, but yet here I was required to fill everybody else up. And I didn't know it at the time. It wasn't until hindsight in getting training and education around it that the emotion of the anger for me 
represented the stifleness of taking care of myself. Um, I, I, and so I had to learn the whole thing about it's okay for me to take time out of 30 minutes to an hour for myself and go for a walk or go for a ride my bike on the beach or go meditate someplace mm-hmm. and without feeling guilty, without feeling ashamed, because all of those emotions come up with that due to things that were told to me when I was younger. And, and I, I label them as limiting beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. I chose people that loved me and that were raising me, they had their own lessons that they came here to learn. And they passed on certain attributes coming from their heart, of course, to me. And I love them and trust them. And I believe them. And I chose to take them on. And then as an adult, when I started learning and having awareness about a different perception and a different belief system, I didn't know how to release something that somebody taught me who loved me without them thinking that I was releasing them. And that's something in our society that we don't teach about. Mm -hmm. And it's a process. It's a process of understanding your emotion, owning them as your own. And then it's okay that it doesn't fit you, but it fits somebody that loved you that who, who shared it with you and taught it to you. It doesn't mean you love them any less. It just doesn't serve you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And so for some listeners, when we say the word awareness, maybe describe like, what does awareness mean in someone's day-to-day life or, you know, in their, in their journey? Yeah. Thank you. So awareness for me, and this is what I teach my clients and my students Awareness for me looks like uh, when I'm doing something and I'm getting frustrated and I'm not getting the result I'm looking for, the awareness comes from stepping outside of that and looking at it from a different perspective without any emotional attachment so that there's no judgment with it and being able to see it from a different perspective. And to me, we used to do this naturally as children. We, are, we were always, um, our awareness was expressed through play and it was expressed through curiosity. And as adults, we've kind of gotten away from that. And so I invite um, adults to really step into awareness, looking at it with curiosity and with playfulness, because with that, there's a lack of judgment. Oh, very cool. I'm just thinking about that with the play <laughs> and the curiosity. Because <laughs> um, I think as adults, like you said, we can some like lose that kind of lightness and the playfulness that um, really makes everyone around us lighter and more happy, especially when we are leading our children that way. Well, yeah. And children are great examples. I mean, we've all been around little children where if music comes on, they'll just start dancing. They don't, they don't think about what other people think. They're not worried about what other people are going to say about them or if they're going to get laughed at or any of those things. They feel their need to express themselves by moving their body. And as adults, we kind of take in our surroundings a little bit more by looking and saying, oh, who's going to be watching me? And what are they going to be thinking? And do I know anybody? And so we allow our ego 
to do its job of protect us. That's its job. And it does an amazing job. But if we really just get out of our ego having a reaction and we drop into our heart and we have a response and we honor what's coming up for us. And if we just start dancing, like the little child is dancing, Mm -hmm. we can express ourselves and we can honor ourselves and let our inner knowing and guidance know that, yes, I hear you, I see you, and I am expressing you. And I think that's really important as adults. Oh, I know. You know, we do kind of just hold our bodies very rigid. We don't get really expressive or... um and I think that that it's so true that when we're really like tuned into ourselves and feel liberated from all those kind of definitions and limiting thoughts and, you know, what about other people and stuff, we can just, lib- be, you know, be free. Yeah. And when I say not be concerned about other people, I say it in a way where it's not compromising you. Mm-hmm. expressing yourself. It, we all are compassionate beings. We, we, we aren't here alone. We're here with other compassionate he- human beings. And it's a good idea to express that as we live in a societal standard. So and in doing that, though, you don't have to compromise yourself. And I don't think, I think that piece of it got lost in translation as we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can see the same ways where I like your kids don't do that, you know, stop moving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's this popular video game right now called Fortnite. I don't know if you've heard of that. (laughs) I have Um, heard of it. They, the little characters in the game, they do these dances and it's been so fun because my boys, they'd be kind of reserved, but now these learning these Fortnite dances, they're like dancing with the workers at Culver's. They're dancing out in front of the school when I pick them up and I'm like, yes, do that. Do more of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love hearing that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's all perception though. Cause other, I know other people are kind of, parents are frustrated with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would love to just hear a little bit about, you know, with meditation, why or what, you know, what's the importance? Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on meditation and oh, benefits? Sure. Thank you. Well, for me, uh, meditation was a way for me to connect with who I really am. So when I started learning, when I took courses on meditation and what meditation was and what it wasn't and um, courses about the different ways of meditation and across the different religions, what it looked like, what it was called, once I was able to get a really good grasp on it, then I was able to really go inward with myself. Meditation gave me that key to be able to say, okay, well, what's my expression of meditation? And my expression of meditation is A, anybody can do it. And B, you can't do it wrong. Every time you sit down and spend time with yourself and you get present and you breathe deeply, you know, we go around our life and we just do what I call shallow breathing. And it's where we just breathing, you know, from the diaphragm, uh, you know, in our chest. We're not really like filling up our belly. We're not doing the big belly breaths. And when um, I share doing belly breathing with students and clients, they really feel this shift in their body energetically where they just feel more relaxed. And what I do know from studies is that um, science has proven to us that when you meditate, you 
reduce your stress levels physically in the body by A, your blood vessels get dilated, which means they're carrying more oxygen throughout your human body. And what that leads to is a quicker healing. Mm-hmm. So I've, uh, when I first got trained with meditation and with um, Reiki healing, that was one way of me using my gifts of, you know, channeling that energy and working with that energy. I, I volunteered at a hospital for a few years and uh, to the point where when I would show up on the floor, the nurses were so happy to see me. They would just go into their patients' rooms and they'd say, oh, Deb's here. You need to spend 20 minutes with her. And they would ask them a couple questions. And then at the end of my session with the person, they would go back in and they would ask them a couple, the same couple questions. And it was amazing how the results were that the people felt less stress and they felt their pain go down. So meditation is amazing for that. Um, And there's so many different tools to help you with meditation to get there because sometimes what I've learned through the 20 something years of doing meditation is sometimes you reach for a tool and it works for you and it's great. And maybe it's working for you for a month, maybe it's a week. And then you go to reach for that same tool And all of a sudden, you're not getting to that space that you're hoping to get at to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for people to know that there's more than one way to meditate and there's more than one tool that can help you get to that meditative state. So I've created workshops on it. I've created classes on it. And um, it's fun because it's really easy and it's not... Um, it's not, it's sometimes, you know, they say, keep it kissed, you know, keep it simple. And sometimes people think, oh, it's so simple that it's not going to be effective, but that is just a limiting belief. Actually, we overcomplicate things sometimes. So right now I'm doing, um, I do this thing uh, twice a year where I do, it's a 10 day reduce your stress challenge and it's free. And um, it'll be on my website. I'll, I'll put a link up there once I'm done with this challenge so that people can access it and, you know, do it for themselves. And I always believe in doing things in numbers because as energetic beings, we know that when we come together, the energy between all of us exponentially just multiplies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I love that you're spreading this out into the world. It's so, so very important. <laughs> It is. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, gosh, for myself, when I started learning about meditation, I was like, yeah, it's so easy and it's permission to just stop. And, you know, everything I was reading about was like, this is more like the epitome of living a peaceful, content, happy life, you know, from, from something so simple by like sitting and taking that time to really tune into ourselves. And, and I, I loved learning more, you know, I had had intuitive experiences, but learning more about um, intuition, being able to tune into that for ourselves even more so we can, you know, stop looking for all the answers out there and really trust and know ourselves, I think is so powerful. You know, what are your thoughts kind of on intuition and how we can use that in our life? Oh, I love intuition. And I I believe, so I believe that we are spiritual beings having this human experience. I also believe, I've taken courses with quantum physics, that um, we are an energetic being. We are a molecular structure vibrating at a certain frequency to hold the form of the human body. So those are things that I know, Um, just as things are vibrating to hold the form of your glasses or a tree. 
Mm-hmm. And because we live on this planet Earth, um, a lot of us go about our life being what I call very busy. We do things as a distraction to keep us from spending time by ourselves, with ourselves, getting to know ourselves. And when we start practicing meditation, it gives you permission to take five day, five minutes in your day to just breathe deeply and maybe go for a walk out in nature and connect with the earth. The earth is a cohabitate, you know, the trees, the, everything that's living is a cohabitation with us. The trees give us, um, they take in carbon dioxide and they give out oxygen. Well, we take in oxygen and we give out carbon dioxide. So there's this, um, there's this beautiful dance that's happening. And when we can just get present in the moment, that's what it's all about. That's where the secret keys are because we know that life is a journey and we know that this isn't a sprint. There's no destination to get to. It's all about, it's the marathon. So how are you going to do your marathon? Are you going to be exasperated and exhausted or are you going to train for it? And are you going to take wisdom from others that have done things before you? Are you going to um, get support because maybe there's things you know you should be doing and you're not doing it? Maybe you have an accountability partner who can check in with you so that you can be more accountable to not just yourself, which is the goal, but having an outsider connecting with somebody else that knows, loves, and trusts you, wants you to be your best self, can support you in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, there's um, so many great teachers and coaches like yourself and healers that can, um, you know, hold that guiding space and um, help people who kind of maybe feel called to something else, you know, something new in their life, but don't really know what that looks like or, 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 you know, how, because I think so much is of society is like focused on these goals and this and constantly trying to achieve. And, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you are living your life in purpose, you're living your life where you're feeling like you're being fulfilled. And when you go to bed at night, you put your head on the pillow, you're like, wow, what an amazing day. Even if you had a struggle, there was a lesson in there for you to learn. And maybe you learned the lesson. And I know for me, when I started this whole journey and started learning about all this stuff, another thing that came up was, wow, I'm really good about forgiving everybody else. You know, whether it's something simple, somebody shows up like, oh, don't worry about it. It happens. But God forbid if I showed up late someplace, I would just berate myself inside myself. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, like I would be having this inner conversation like, oh my God, what are they going to think about you? How dare you be so disrespectful and show up late? And all this like negative stuff would, but here I would like just forgive somebody else. So when I really started doing some self-forgiveness for things, that really helped me lighten up a bit, not be so hard on myself. And then when I did make a commitment to something, it was so much easier to be there in the commitment because I was coming there with a deeper presence instead of just showing up. Mm -hmm. And describe for the listeners, what what do you mean by a deeper presence? Um, A deeper presence for me 
looks like that when I make a commitment to somebody, I do a little bit of preparation before I show up. I make sure that in my, like say I look at my calendar and I see that I have a two o'clock commitment. I look at it, not like, okay, I got this going on. I got to get this and this and this and this done before I get there. I don't come from it from that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a fight or flight, a lower energy in the lower part of the body. I kind of look at my day and I go, wow, I got this two o'clock appointment. Okay. So in order for me to get there on time and honor my time with that person, I need to make sure I leave my house. It's about 20 minutes away. So I need to leave my house a half hour before in order to leave the house a half hour before I need to make sure I, I, all the things that need to get done for me to leave the house. I make sure that those things are done in a way that is um, very conscious, very methodical, very thought out coming from my heart, not rushed um, where I just am keeping busy in the rushness of it, getting out the door, getting there, have, you know, and just because when you're coming from that vibration of the rushness, what mm -hmm. happens is you're not really present when you're with the person. It's harder to drop down into being present. And that's the whole key is when we're with somebody, spending time with somebody, we want to be present with them. We want to give them our undivided attention. We don't want to be running our list in our head of all the different things that are calling us to do. And that means when you get to the location, for me, what works is before I even get there, because I've built in some time, I sit in my car for a few moments. I close my eyes, take a couple breaths, and I really get really present in my body. And I think about, wow, what a gift. This person is taking an hour of their time to spend with me. Wow, what a gift. I'm so grateful. And I... I'm so excited to spend this opportunity with this person and I'm so excited to find out what's going to come of it. I'm, I just can't wait. It's going to be amazing. And it just takes a couple seconds to do that. And when I'm done, I'm ready. I, I just get out of the car and I, I go to where I need to be. And when I see the person, my energy field is expanded. They can feel it. They're like, Oh my God, you look amazing oh, wow, look at you. You look so calm. You look refreshed. And it, it's like, yeah, it's because I'm present. I'm not distracted and my mm -hmm. thoughts aren't somewhere else. And I can actually be with you. I can actually be present to support you in something that's important enough for you that you want to share with me. And I love, so I love your description of deep presence. I mean, it's really a way of life of, of like a peaceful, um, I'm going to say present, but it is about really being, you know, practicing being present in every moment. Yeah. And, and I think that's the gift right there is, is staying in the moment because it's very fleeting and we can't get it back. And the only thing constant in our life is change. So if we don't like the way things are unfolding for us, we need to do something different. There's no judgment about it. I've, you know, I believe that when you make a decision, it's the right decision with the tool set that you have at the time that you make it. The good news is you can always make another decision. Mm -hmm. So there's no judgment around the decision. It's always the right decision if you come from that perception. Yeah, I feel that. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you've shared so much goodness. Any uh, other thoughts or a final um, message you want to share with the listeners? Just if you are struggling with being present, if you feel like you're in overwhelm, if you feel like you're just stressed to the max, then I invite you to really reach out to somebody that you feel connected with and explore new possibilities of doing it differently so that you can really enjoy life. I love that. And I think, cause I think so many of us think that life is just stressful. Like it has to be that way, but uh, you know, I think you and I know and have experienced that we can shift out of perceiving life that way, that there is a more just peaceful light and free way to, express ourselves and be with others and um, enjoy every moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. And, you know, we, you and I, we're human just like everybody else. We've just been practicing this mindfulness of way of living a little bit longer than others and not as long as other people. So there's no competition here. Yeah. That's the there's no competition. And I'm not everybody's teacher. So sometimes somebody will ask me for advice or come to me for something. And if I feel like I'm not going to be of service in in the best and highest that I can, then I will more than happily refer them on to somebody else that I think that they'll connect with and that they'll get their best um, results from. And I think when we come from that space, that space of abundance, that there is enough for all of us. Like that's a secret that needs to be out there. There is enough for all of us and we are meant to be happy. And when we have a struggle, that means there's a lesson for us. But we go through the lesson and we surround ourselves with people that can hold space for us while we're going through the lesson and not berate us or not bring us down or not be judgmental about it. But they're actually holding space coming from their heart like, oh, I know you're going through this struggle right now. Just know that I'm here for you. I'll, if you need a cup of tea, if you need a conversation, I'm here for you. And when you surround yourself with people like that, the lesson gets so much easier to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and people will also, you know, offer an insight too. I mean, I appreciate um, feedback instead of, because I don't know that we should always just be like, um, letting people wallow in their stuff, but like to, to see a new possibility or that there's, there's another way. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's really important when somebody comes to you and they're struggling with something and they're having a hard time with it. The thing that is really important is just to be an active listener, meaning you are listening. You're not saying anything unless they ask you. And if they say, well, what do you think? Well, then you have permission And you can come from your heart and you can share with them by saying, you know, I love you. And I know this might be hard to hear, but this is what I think. Mm -hmm. Because you've asked, you've given me permission to say it. And the problem is when we're not present, when we're with other people, that the person is telling and sharing something with us. And we are already in our head looking for the solution. And that's not being an active listener. So when we stop doing that and we just really stay in our heart and we listen until we have permission to say something, that's when the response comes, not the reaction. 
Mm-hmm. That's so true. Cause I've never, you know, haven't always been perfect. <laughs> oh, none of us are. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So don't even try to achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing my best, but I, I was aware for quite a while where, um, my, you know, being a stay-at-home mom is very, it takes a lot of energy. And at the end of the day, I didn't really have like the space to like hold for other people. <laughs> mm, yep. I know you what know? that feels like. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has shifted for me as I've become more present. I have way more that I can give, but um, it's, yeah, it just is. And um, I guess we learn through all of our moments and it's a lovely journey. It sure is because it's, it's, you know, it's not even stay at home moms, it's stay at home parents. And it's even people that go out and work. What I'm finding is sometimes you go out there and you're working, 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 and you come home and you work on projects around the house and putting out brush fires and you're so busy doing life that you're not taking care of yourself. So what I really try to work with people on is there's no You wear a lot of hats, but it's only one life. There's not a work life and a home life. They are meshed. They are intermeshed. Mm -hmm. It's the webbing of, okay, so it's not about balance because balance is something you get on a scale. It's all about when you are interacting, whether it's you have the work hat on or the home life hat on, where are you taking care of you? Where are you filling back up? Mm -hmm. And And it's finding that that's the real pivotal point of really being present in the moment is finding that point where you're getting filled back up and you're not just being busy doing everything for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I, I love, I think that kind of brings us full circle back to meditation. It's that space of stillness and being, so we can just feel ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, I need to go and get a drink. That's what I need right now. But to kind of go within. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it's kind of like sometimes at the end of the day, I remember being there like nine o'clock at night. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so exhausted. I'm just I just want to turn on the TV and I just wanted to like veg out. Like mm-hmm. that was one of the tools that I used. And you know what? Sometimes it works. And then other times you veg out, you go to bed, your mind is racing. It didn't work. So mm-hmm. you have to do it a little differently. So maybe you say, well, okay, that didn't work. So let me put on some meditation music, some soothing music. Let me do some breaths. This chick says this stuff really works. Let me just try <laughs> it. <Yep. laughs> and, um, and then it, you find out, wow, this feels amazing. And the next day what happens is you decide, oh, wow, I've got like 20 minutes before the kids get home. So maybe I'll just go for a walk, you know, take the dog and go for a walk down the street for 10 minutes, turn around and come back 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you you feel like, wow, that really shifted me. I have energy now. Now at nine o'clock, I don't feel so exhausted. I feel like I've actually got a little bit of, you know, I revived myself a little bit because I did a little bit of self-care. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. I know we could just go on and on about all of this for <laughs> all day, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's meditation comes in many different forms. It's not just mm-hmm. sitting in, you know, I always tell people, it's not just sitting lotus style with your fingers together in oming. That's not, that yeah. is one form of it. And it's, 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 it's a good form, but there's so many other forms that we have access to. And um, I love sharing that information with people. 
Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite tools is just making it a practice throughout the day, always bringing my awareness to the present moment. And if I find myself thinking about stuff from the past or ruminating about things from the future, you know, thinking too much and planning too much, then I kind of pause and bring my awareness to the present moment. And then that's when I kind of like, okay, let that go. I can feel more peaceful now. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do, you realize like, oh my God, my shoulders are up near my ears. Let me just drop my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had so many body awarenesses like that where I would hold like in my hips or my, my, I would clench my, one of my hands and my hike, my right shoulder up. And now I can kind of take deep breaths and relax all of that. It's wonderful. I love it. (laughs) So Debbie, I know some of the listeners would love to connect with you to learn more about Up Vibrations. How would you like for them to do that? Well, I offer a lot of different things on my website. So that's probably the best way to learn about me. Um, So you can go to www.upvibrations.com. And I'm also on social media. So if you plug in my name, Debbie Sodergren out there, um, You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And listeners, check out Debbie's book too. I'm sure it's wonderful. I haven't had the opportunity to read it yet. It's called Just Be, Your Path to Meditation and Awareness. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's available on Amazon. And um, I didn't use my first name, so it's my initials. If you typed into the search engine, um, just be dot, dot, dot by DJM Sodergren, it will populate and then you'll be able to get it. And I'm offering a freebie on my website. So if you want a free tool to help you with meditation or getting into the practice of it, it's less than five minutes and it's a grounding audio and it's only going to be up for, I want to say that um, this month and then it's coming down. And my um, everybody that has it says it's gold. So if you'd like that, head over to my website and sign up and get it. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Debbie. I'm going to check that out. Oh, you're welcome, Rachel. Yeah, thanks for being with me today. And I, I'm so excited to share your message with the listeners. Oh, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you haven't already done so, please hit subscribe so you get all of the latest Rev with Rachel episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. I also have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. For the links to download and subscribe, go to rachelapp.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.